Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey everyone, this is Kimberly and you're listening to the Spine Whispers podcast. With me today, as always, is Drs. Joshua Fink, Dr. Brad Maurer, and Dr. Matthew Fink. Today's episode is Old School. All right, uh, Kimberly has shown up for the podcast two podcasts in a row now. Mm-hmm. About time for you to go on a vacation or something, isn't it, Kim? Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> I totally do. <laughs> All right, very good. We got a couple things to go through today. I do. I wanted to continue along our line of uh, introducing just a, just the latest case study or just some tidbit of chiropractic research because uh, it's ongoing in a lot of different fields, and I don't feel like it gets enough credit. So, Dr. Matt, I think it was your it's your turn. What have you been reading? Yeah. So this is from the Journal of uh, Family Medicine and Primary Care. Mm-hmm. And it is um, through New York Chiropractic and Physiotherapy Center, uh, New York Medical Group. Cool. The study is done by Eric Chun Puchu and Michelle Ging. And basically, it reports the case of a 44-year-old school teacher who Mm -hmm. experienced uh, long-term relief with tension-type headaches. Okay. And major depression following chiropractic treatment. Oh, that's cool. Now, we know that it's well-recognized that psychiatric comorbidity yeah and suicide risk are commonly found in patients with painful physical symptoms such as chronic headache backache yep. or joint we hear it we hear it here all not all the time but probably once a week you'll hear them you know and that was so bad i just wanted to die <laughs> what is that weird <laughs> have say, they not said you, that to you, you guys say, you saying oh yeah, yeah. i have heard it yeah yeah it indicates that chiropractic care is effective in treating and helping alleviate Pain symptoms. Yeah. Which then affects the uptake of all the good chemicals that are in your body. Yeah. And basically it goes on to say that, hey, we need to do more and more studies that involve people that are depressed, people that have pain that's related because they're on that same That's right. Access. So that's right. But yeah, it's a really, really interesting article and it just kind of just another another plus one for us. Yeah, it's a it's a regarding. really it's a huge topic that really needs to be addressed. It's kind of difficult to study, but, um, you know, in the early days of chiropractic research, they would get together their meta groups, you know, three, 4,000 cases, and the people would be like, okay, you've been going to the chiropractor for, you know, two months, how do you feel? Like, oh yeah, I feel better. And I'm like, oh, okay, so your back pain is gone? Like, oh no, no, I still got a lot of back pain, but I feel better, you know? And then they first started to document this phenomena of an increase in in people's happiness or their feeling of what it's called well-being from going to the chiropractor and it and it's that inability to correlate that data back then with actual physiological change they're like well, I don't know what these witch doctors are doing but people feel better but we can't figure out why that is because they still have back pain it has everything to do with the the elucidation of the adrenocortical axis you know how much pain you're in or that pain response isn't just a physical phenomena it's a physiological phenomenon and then being able to, and then removing that pain removing that stimulus helps people feel better not just actually makes them better but they they feel better you know given the um, i think it's one in every 8 adults is on an antidepressant or has taken one in the last 30 days i think is the most recent um, article that I read on it, you know, that's a lot of people that could be helped, maybe potentially be helped. 
And uh, Brad, I know you've heard it a ton. I've heard it a ton where patients are like, you know, yeah, I, I quit my antidepressants. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that's not our game. You know, we don't yeah, yeah. we don't tell people to do and that, of course. Too, um, I'd like to see some studies. And maybe there's some out there about as far as PTSD. Absolutely. Now that chiropractic is more involved with the VA and absolutely uh, see what what kind of effects. They have. I'm going to say that probably going to be pretty good. You know? It's going to be pretty awesome. There was um, I remember I was driving to work and I they were um, they were talking about the role of the uh, adjunctive what they call the adjunctive therapies. It was on NPR or something like that. And they were talking about acupuncture and chiropractic and all these different modalities for helping people with pain. And they interviewed some some army doctor, and she was flat out. She's like, "If you think that stuff's going to help more than morphine, you're out of your mind." She said that on the, like didn't even give it a second chance, you know. And now here we are, however many years later, on the on the backside of the opioid epidemic. Like, okay, well maybe we should start looking for alternative therapies. You know what I mean? Anyway, it's a long, yeah. I'm doing my best to restrain myself. But Just to add another level of, of this research study, what I thought was interesting was that the treatment was first done five times a week for yeah. the first week. That's right. Then shifted to three times weekly for the next three months. That's right. And then twice a week for another three months. And then basically says that, hey, after you know six months worth of adjustment, she was able to stop all of her medication through self-awareness and cool so that that was pretty cool like, and that's and that fits like the tissues that we're talking about we're talking about acute or damaged tissue we're trying to break that neurological pattern that keeps putting that bone there where the muscles are developing that fixation you know not so much you know, we refer to it like a bone out of place, but really we're referring to that phenomena where you have a, a, a movement pattern or a fixation in a joint that the brain keeps putting back in there because it thinks that's the most stable position. And and for what's going on, it is the most stable position. But we're trying to override that. Remodel you, it. That's right. That's exactly right. Remodel it. And you just can't do that once a week when you're actively fixing these people. So, And I bet all four trillion of those visits didn't cost, what, one month you know, of the medications would have cost for that. Right. You know, like as far as cost, there's no comparison. All right, cool. All right, Kim, what do the people want to know about this month? This week? This fortnight. Oh, fortnight. <laughs> Two weeks, right? Isn't it yeah. 14 days? A fortnight? Surely. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, today, they would like to know just information on you guys, really, like where did you go to school? What made you decide to be a chiropractor? Oh, my God. Yeah, just some information on y'all. Uh, okay, so I went to high school with uh, the other Dr. Fink. That's me. And then uh, that was at Duchenne High School in St. Charles, Missouri. And then uh, I went to undergraduate at Mizzou, University of Missouri-Columbia. And then I did biology and biochem. And then uh, I was going to go to medical school there. And I got in and I was on the waiting list for the following year. So back then, this was in... 1997 you you don't get in for the following year you get in and the uh they're on the you're on the wait list for the you know if enough people drop or the, it moves you forward it's a list it's a it's a rolling list kim there was and so i while i was waiting i got a uh i got a research scholarship the the howard hughes research scholarship and they gave me two thousand dollars a semester which back then buckets of money to do research uh, for the university. So I was with Dr. Grace Sun. I was with her biochemistry lab, and we were just pumping out the research. And um, it was really, it was awesome. You know, tons of biochemistry, tons of lab analysis, 
radioactive chemicals. It was just, it was super fun. And then, um, well, I was working there. I was running uh, to keep the beer weight off. And my knee started hurting. And I was like, okay. You know, so I went to see all the people um, that I had been working with. There were some surgeons. There were some people. And I'm like, oh, you know, help me out here. And um, they did all the stuff, the x-ray, the which back in the late 90s, all the cutting edge stuff. And then uh, there was nothing... Nobody could figure out what was wrong. So I was home that summer at one of my friends who knew a doctor down on um, whatever that road is down there by that Bass Pro in Fifth Street. Not Fifth Street, but the next road up. Um, Fourth Street? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like First Capital or something. Yeah, first, anyway, so he, he was like, yo, come down here. I'll, I'll fix you up. I'm like, no, you know, he was chiropractor. I'm like, no way. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not going down there. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in the very seat of emerging technologies. You know, because at the time at Mizzou, they were doing some awesome stuff. They had the, At the time, they had done the first intrauterine, intra, intra-womb heart surgery on a baby that hadn't even been born yet. I mean, it's the most incredible stuff going on down there. And so I was like, no, you're not having some <clears throat> spine guy move my bones around. And so um, I went back there, and my knee was just worse and worse and worse. So finally, I'm like 20-something years old, and I couldn't even ride my bike. Like, it was just the worst feeling. You know, because I had run cross country. You know, in college, you have a, your bike gets you everywhere because you don't have any money on a car. And then um, I was home again, I think Christmas, and finally I'm like, okay, forget it, forget it. You know, I just walked in. I'm like, hey, you know, you asked me to come see you. you know, my friend sent me here. He's like, yeah, let me show you what's going on. So he takes some x-rays. He gets the x-rays developed. He shows me, draws the line, shows the pelvis. He shows the misalignment, you know, and then he lays me on the table and, and uh, he adjusts my sacroiliac joint. And I thought I was dead. I mean, it sounded like you took a two-by-four and broke it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is where I'm going to die. Fantastic. I'm not even going to finish my Christmas shopping. <laughs> and um, I got up off the table. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can feel all that. That's less restricted. And the next day I ran. And the first time I had run in maybe two years, and I was so entranced. I don't know. I was pumped up. So I get the x-rays from I get the markings. I go back to school, to, to Mizzou. I show the guys. I show the surgeons. I'm like, hey, look at this. Here's what he did. Here's why. They're like, oh, that's placebo. I'm like, no, it's not placebo. You've been doing this stuff on me for nine months. You know, you scope it, you this, you that, nothing. You don't even know. The one guy told me, he's like, well, you'll never be a marathon runner. Don't worry about it anymore. I'm like, I'm 25 or whatever. I'm still going to run. And so I'm showing him. I'm physically showing him the marks. I'm showing him the change in the heights of the leg. I'm showing him the after. I'm showing them. They're like, nope, can't be, can't be. I'm like, you're not even going to look. You're not even going to. And I was... I was disgusted. I was like, you guys, you, this is still physics. It's still real. Nope, nope, witchcraft. And I was like, okay, okay. So then I walked out of that. I went, I got a hold of Logan somehow. And I called him. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I, I, I want to come up there. I, this chiropractic is cool. I want to do it. They're like, well, okay, but like, you can't just come up here. We have to make sure you're qualified. You know, you got to send your transcripts. I'm like, look, I'm a Howard Hughes scholar. I have bio, biochem degrees. I'm like, I've done everything. Like, what do you need from me? They're like, okay, well, you can start by checking your attitude or something like that. And I'm like, I'm going to get in the car. Did they really so, say that? Oh, my gosh. She did not want anything to do with me. So I got my train. I got in the car. I drove to Logan. I'm like, listen to me. Like, you, this is what I'm going to do. And you're, this is what, this is how this is going to work. They're like, uh, yeah, okay. And then I started that following, that was, I started that September. That would have been like September of like 97. Hmm. And then that's it. That's it. There is one thing that you kind of forgot to mention that I think is really cool. 
You didn't you start a bar? <laughs> yeah, I don't think the people want to know yes, about that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> okay. In the late 90s in Colombia, you could not serve your own beer. The, what that means is that if you had a party, which people had parties, like at a frat house or at, at an event, you couldn't be the guy serving the beer. Because a couple years prior, um, someone had gotten killed at one of the parties. And they were like, that's it. And so the name of the law was called third party distribution. And what that means is that you, you have to pay somebody to come in. They have to be responsible. They have to carry insurance. Well, my neighbors who, who, who were like ultimate businessmen, they were SAEs. They were like, uh, oh, hey, hey, hey. This is our senior project. We're going to start a catering company. And so the name of the company was Third Party Catering. And so they were like, hey, Josh, you're going to come. You're going to bartend. I'm like, I'm not bartending. I'm doing research during the day. I've got all this stuff going on. I got medical. I got, I got no time for this. They're like, we're going to pay you in cash. And there's girls. I'm like, oh, cash <laughs> well. and girls. I'm like, I'll see. Whoa, I'll see. And so we went and uh, we, we did this. We had this U-Haul that we rented a bunch of catering stuff, went, served just buckets of alcohol, and it was on this farmer's field out in the middle of nowhere, and we got the truck stuck. It's the very first night. We got the truck stuck. The guy had to bring his tractor out. It's like three in the morning. It was like some homecoming. It was, just, you know, it's pretty chilly. And uh, the guy's tractoring our U-Haul out, and his chain breaks, and one of the links is like shooting through glass. And I remember thinking, we are going to die. <laughs> Died, <laughs> and so eventually we got it got busy enough to where um, the storage stuff had to go. We needed a place to keep it all, and uh, down there on Range Line, there's a street in Columbia. There was a, a spot where you can go store the stuff, and uh, it just so happened to be an old bar that had been closed, or who knows what happened. So the two guys, Andrew and David, uh, they were like, "Well, we're gonna renovate this. We're gonna we're bartending. You know, we're gonna." I'm like, "There is no way this is gonna work." And then. Um, one night we were out excessively late, and one of uh, Dave had a dream. Kim, he had a dream that he was trying to. This is the best part. <laughs> he had a dream that he was trying to. He was thirsty, and he was trying to get to this oasis, and he was being blocked by this giant, angry turtle. And every time he would go to get a drink, the turtle would lower its head and block him. <laughs> and he's like, "Guys, we should call the bar the Thirsty Turtle." And I'm like, "That's the dumbest name of a." Thirsty Turtle. Been in business since October of 96. We opened it. Now there's three of them down there. Yeah. Well, there's the, the Deuce, and then there's a, one down in Hartsburg. It's so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the story of that. That's a good footnote, Kim. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I don't have quite. It's okay. So, you know, you don't want to have, yeah. You don't want to carry this baggage <laughs> around. I've heard those stories and a few more. So. You've been involved in some of the hijinks as I well. Don't know like, about you're not so. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you were there. Right. Anyway. So, uh, I grew up in Ohio. Mm hmm. Which part? Northwest. Mm hmm. So, if you want to pull out your Google Maps, go. You can put Paulding, P A U L D I N G. Paulding, Ohio. Google it's Maps. in East. It's, it's so. Ohio's so big. Two time zones. Do you know that? I did not know that. That's right. Wow. Dr. Mauer's. Oh, it is? <laughs> no, just one. Oh, I'm an idiot. Why Before did I think there, there were two? When in we drove up there, didn't we lose an hour? I mean, other than driving, but did we? In Indiana. Indiana used to be one of the states like Arizona who didn't honor. Oh. The oh. Okay. You, you, you can, you can do opt that. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like time you can opt out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. But when I was younger, they, they opted out. Yeah. Huh. Oh, my gosh. We lived, you know, like 20-some miles from... Indiana line 
a part of the year we could drive to the mall in Fort Wayne and get there basically like at the same time we left. So you could leave <laughs> all over the tent. Oh That's my so God. fantastic. But then the other times of the year you would you would lose out. But yeah, so northwest corner. What a way to grow up. Learned math. Very close to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Not too far from Michigan. Mm -hmm. Here, a lot of lot of farm ground. A lot of windmills recently. Huh. Well, I did a few of those. Yeah. Especially if you came through nighttime, you just. I saw the windmills and I saw the taco place who didn't have a taco special, and that really freaked me out. Like if you're a taco place. Your number one special, your especial is tacos. And these guys, <laughs> these guys did not have it. That's too easy. Especial. It's called the especial. He's gone. What? Why is that funny? You've done it. Dr. Matt needs to say He's knocked a microphone off. I'm sure yeah. that's going to go great. Sorry, go so, ahead. Yeah. yeah. And then I uh, went to undergrad at Miami University. Miami University. Oxford, Ohio. Oh, so not, God. Not University of Miami, located in Florida. So you went to the Miami University. The Miami. Yeah. In Oxford. Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. North of Cincinnati. Where's that? Oh, okay. Just north of Cincinnati, a little ways. Uh, yeah, we always get confused with the other. So, so Cincinnati. We hold that as a little bit of a grudge. How close is Cincinnati to Polding? Was that your... Was that two, your... two and a half, three, three hours. It would take me two hours and 20 to get to Miami. That's crazy. Straight, That's a big state. Straight down. Yeah. Straight down. Yeah. Straight south. <laughs> so, yeah. Went to Miami University. I initially started in engineering. Nice, dude. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I was Makes sense. Like, this is what we do. always my thing. Yeah. And I know I just knew a lot of people who were going into engineering, and yeah. I felt like, well. Well, you kind of did, too, though. Maybe I should do this, too. And then, so I went through first year, or first, actually, first semester. Okay. The class went fine, but I was kind of like, I don't really think... I don't think mm. this is my. <laughs> I don't think this is my thing. So after that semester, I decided to go undecided. Nice. And I picked up classes. That's where people just assume you're a partier. Right. Like, what right. are you? I'm undecided. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Drinking every night, yeah. you mean? How's that going? Yeah. Uh, or business major. So then I filled in. You know, you have the, all those classes. You have to. Yeah, yeah. Complete their outside the major. So I did that, and then sophomore year, I had had experience with chiropractic going back to I think about 15. I had a really bad neck issue. Mm. Had a really good experience with the chiropractic. Was able to. Play. Were there a lot of chiropractors in Paulding? Uh, there was. There's one in that town in the county. Three, I think, at certain points, maybe three. And I actually went to one who was just outside of our county, mm. but only about 20 minutes away. Gotcha. So they're more spread out, obviously, mm. than here. I say but, 20 minutes up there. But so is the population. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Paulding has like 3,000 people, and the whole county is about 20,000. Wow. So, we had some, though. So, when he tells you he's the best baseball player, they had it. Oh, you know what I'm Probably true. That's one way to look at it. So, sophomore year. Right? I'm so, like, you're, what, you're... What am I going to do You're here? 20 years old. Yeah, maybe 19, getting getting close to 20. Yeah. Right. Because you're like February, right? Yeah. I go home. I think I had a long three-weekend break. Mm. And so, I headed home. I was having some issues. I can At that point, I can't remember if it was my neck or low back, but I decided to go to the chiropractor. And I had been thinking about healthcare as a profession, mm -hmm. but I really just didn't know. Right. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I just kind of felt like I wanted to help people be healthy. Okay. So I went home that time, got adjusted, and it was on that drive home, that 20-minute drive home, and I just started thinking about it. I'm like, 
this might be what I want to do. Right. This kind of Let's check thing. it out. So then, yeah, kind of the same thing you did. I, I didn't necessarily call up Logan and yeah. demand that. I let them know. I'm like, listen. Because <laughs> I, 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 like, I felt like I was behind now. I'm like, God dang it, I should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. So basically I did some research yeah. into what prerequisites, you know, because there's a, there's a lengthy number of prerequisites we need for chiropractic school. So I, I researched that, and then I went back and looked at the catalog. You know, back then, oh, yeah. the actual... That's right, that's right. Something you held in your hand. Yeah, that had all your courses. paper. Yeah, yeah, huge thing. So I went back and I looked at all the different... I was looking through the majors. Of course, there was like zoology and the microbiology. Yeah. But then I came across exercise science. Yeah. And when I looked at the courses that were needed for that, and I looked at the chiropractic, I was like... Bang. It matches up almost Perfect. identically. And I'm actually interested in it. Absolutely. Than, you know, exercise science is yeah. so cool. Like So I switched my major to exercise science. I ended up finishing up... I finished uh, high school in 95, I finished undergrad in 99, and then I started chiropractic school in Atlanta, Life University. Oh, Life University, Went halfway Logan, there, Then hmm. I transferred to Logan. To Logan, okay. And graduated from Logan. I'm learning so many things right now. Look at yeah. you, Jim. Are you writing this down? I see that. No, so, I, yeah, I can go back to the podcast. So how long were you in Atlanta for? Two years. Two years, okay, yeah. then your last year and a so half up here. Literally like halfway. Yeah, like I was gonna say. Halfway through. And Following that, that was, I graduated 04. I met this guy. His name was Dr. Joshua Fink. That's right. So did you guys meet in school? So I was like, no. Yeah, we met after school. No, he was, yeah. um, we were getting wrecked. I'm like, I need, I need an actual responsible doctor here. Like an actual, like, <laughs> like I'm fixing bones, but I'm like, come in this and do that. I'm like, I need a guy who knows what he's doing. And so um, I just went out and interviewed just a thousand people. And then Dr. Maurer showed up. I'm like, okay, this is the best doctor. <laughs> it was just wild. Like. He came in, I'm like, yeah, okay, he knows exactly what's going on. He could put up with me for more than, like, an hour. So, that it, and that was, yeah. God 15 dang. Years. 15 years we've been hanging out. That's totally awesome, man. Hmm. So yeah, for me, I my plan almost, you know, going through was I was going to go back to Ohio. Yeah, but that's right, that's right. Plans changed, and so it was, like, quick, like, bang, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And uh, I, did, I did a couple interviews, a few different places. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it just worked out on both sides. Yeah, it was per. It was he who came in. I'm like, oh, thank God, man. I was, cause like I'm great, Kim, but I got no. I'm. I might be flighty. Maybe flighty sometimes. I'm like a bottle rocket, but like without the stick, where you just throw it on the ground. You're like this is gonna blow up in my hand. Not the kind of bottle, bottle rocket where you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the best part of Skype. Fifty percent. Extremely useful business tool. Fifty percent. Where did you get this video? You know what I mean. It's wonderful. Okay. So I uh, that was fall of 04. 04. I started. My and gosh. And then it was Brad. the fall of two thousand ten that it was decided that the Winsville office. Was the Winsville office. office. So yeah, that, to take the pressure off out. the Cattleville. Yeah, I went out to Winsville. Yeah, and, man. Uh, it's been your show. Been running that thing. So you're what the, else, Kim? You're what the Winsville you guy. Know? He's uh, the Winsville guy. Don't you have a certificate or something? Hmm. Yeah, you talk about he was the fastest typer. Yeah. That well, there's yeah. that, but I was from podcast one. Yeah, we've already covered that. I, I do have a certification. I am a certified strength and conditioning. Yeah. Coach through the NSCA or the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy. Yes. And I was on the uh, NSCA board for Missouri. That's awesome. Yeah. Years. Um, tell the people about your teaching thing. Yeah. And that kind of all that led into me. First, I taught at Missouri Baptist. University okay. in their exercise science program and I taught exercise testing and prescription with the lab as well. I taught um, 
principles of human performance, which is kind of it's principles it's a, of human yeah, performance. It's, it's a course that that's that's haughty. Yeah, it leads them directly into if they want to take the CSCS exam, it's it's that textbook and it leads them right into wow. being able to pass that certification. So you're a maybe real we smart take, dude. Maybe we should take he's, his course. He's real. We should. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We'll be in the back with sunglasses on, coming in halfway through the course late, smoking. And they'll be you like, Jokers, sir, you can't smoke in here. And uh, and now I'm at Maryville University and I've taught, oh, currently I am teaching their biomechanics, uh, biomechanics. class within their exercise science. You're the saying lab. the coolest words right now. And then I've also taught their exercise physiology course oh, okay. at one point as well. Cool. So yeah, that keeps me busy. So basically, when I'm not in the office, you're crazy. I'm over there Tuesday, Thursday mornings. I'm there from about eight to eleven. You're crazy. Around eleven o'clock. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. Yeah, Brad Maurer. I need. Yep. A, I need a nap. <laughs> you should take one. Like you. I'm over here crying. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Okay. Well. Yeah. Last but not least. For the least. Doctor Matt. Um. <clears throat> so I started my thought process for chiropractic back in senior year of high school. Senior year. What year was that? 97. 1997, Kim. So Mrs. Stiegel um, had a guest lecture in our honors uh, A&P class, and it was actually a chiropractor. Oh. And, and he talked about, uh, talked about the nervous system, how, you know, the body heals itself, and how, you know, not to throw medication and drugs and stuff right at it right away right right it was pretty cool that so is we cool had, uh, we had like 45 minutes at duchenne this is at, at duchenne, duchenne. Yeah. that's awesome <clears throat> so i go oh, that's pretty cool and i just kind of like put it in the back of my mind and went on about my life so i went from high school directly to uh st charles community college mm -hmm. and uh during that time it's a juggernaut now yeah. so i was just doing my prerequisites yeah and um during that first year there's just a lot of trauma or other stuff going on so I ended up having a neck injury that I didn't know about and I went to go see um, Dr. Guy 10. Oh okay. Uh, and um, he's like hey you know let's get you into a neurologist see what they say. Neurologist said hey you looks like you have carpal tunnel syndrome. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like okay so I, at this time I'm like. And you're 18 years old. Yeah I'm 18 years old freaking out and he's like oh we're just do surgery blah blah blah. So I went back to Dr. Guy 10 and um, he's like, no, you're not, you're not doing any of that. So he sent Dr. Guy Tan sent me to his chiropractor. Huh? Who's uh, that? Uh, Dr. Dent, and he adjusted me for the, you know, initial consultation and, and all the follow up, and it was like, it was unbelievable. So I, I got adjusted, and I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is what I want to do. So I streamlined all of my, yeah, all of my classes to what I needed to get into Logan. Yeah, you're just like woof. Yeah, so... Um, weren't, he, weren't you the youngest doctor? Like, you couldn't practice when you graduated, right? You had to be 21. You were like a 20-year-old doctor. I was... I got married and I I graduated in the same year, which was 2000... Responsible. 2003. Wow. That's crazy. You were like 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah. Well, 24, 24 years old. Yeah, I, was, I, I think I was 27. Yeah. I was like 100. <laughs> I think I felt like I was. So, who became a chiropractor first? Me. Dr. Josh, Dr. Josh by, uh, by a hair. It was like, bam, bam, bam. Really? And but, I'm, like, I had gone this huge, circuitous route to do it. Matt was like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. He's like, can't even get his driver's license yet. Yeah. And he knows he wants to be a doctor. So, so it was the same he me. knocked it out. Yeah, like, yeah. so you graduated high school in 90, 
92. I was 95. Dr. Matt was 97. 97. But he actually graduated chiropractic school before I did because he went straight. Yeah. He went the straight He's route. just a, he's like chiropractor and that was it. So he was young. He got all his prereqs. He was young. Got his bachelor's degree. Yeah. Do you guys know anything about um, the Mid-Rivers Mall Drive in St. Charles College? Like it wasn't, it was two buildings when I was there. Two buildings. Wow. If you drive by now, it's, uh, you know, 11 to 12 buildings. Yeah. Um, it's just... Don't it's you have a, a don't you have a human human biology or human physiology degree yeah, from so, Logan, too? So, I went from St. Charles Community College. And you actually... The, the last two courses that I, that I needed to get into Logan, there was only two people that were in the class. Me and the teacher. <laughs> That's wonderful. And so... Did I, you get an A? No, they actually oh. canceled them the day before I was supposed to start class. And like, oh yeah, by the way, your classes, they're not going to happen, so you have to go somewhere else. So I was only taking those two classes. I had to race over, call UMSL, and get in there. Huh. And, they, and they originally put me in a physics class that was rocket science. <laughs> I walked in, and I'm like, I don't think I need this advanced physics. Yeah. But like, they had, I, I had a rocket science class, and I'm like, this isn't. Come so on. it was a calculus-based physics then, rather it than... It was. They, yeah. Literally, they want us to figure out how much fuel was needed to lift X amount off the ground. That was our first... What was the answer? I, I don't know. Oh, I'm okay. like, I just got up and walked out. I'm like, yeah, I don't think my academic advisor or my counselor at the time um, Wait, was paying Wait, did you have to go to the physics building to take that class where the ducks are? You had to see those the ducks? Geese, uh, oh, my God. The geese are everywhere. The geese are... Anyway, so those, I took those classes... Kim. You ever go to Umsel, you'll know what everyone that goes to Umsel knows, and that is that those geese need to be beaten. And I love animals. And those signs up there that say "Don't harm the geese." You the got geese two, actually you got two the geese you. harm you. The geese wrote those. <laughs> they are, they are. Oh, I'm getting they the shakes. Oh, they don't. They chase you. They take your car, Kim. <laughs> chase you. They steal your man. They don't even care. Dang. And so I started Logan. Accelerated Science Program, ASP. and so that was two months of Organic Chemistry One, Organic Chemistry Two, <laughs> um, Advanced Physics One and Two. So I had all these courses. Oh That's what I did for my summer before I started in uh, August of two thousand. That's crazy. Yeah, I Imagine remember the first time I saw you on campus. I'm like, oh yeah. They're like, hey, is that your brother? I'm like, yeah, that's my little brother. They're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, come out with us. And he's like, no, I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, come meet me. He's like, I don't want to meet your friends. I'm like, come on. <laughs> and, so, and so halfway through my, halfway getting my doctorate in uh, chiropractic, I got a bachelor's in human yeah. biology. Yeah, you got a couple things. Which I didn't even realize I was in line for. I was just going after my doctor. Oh, like, yeah, it's out of control. You like the amount of money for yeah. your bachelor's. I'm like a bachelor. I, I mean, I mean, he still didn't care. He's like, I'm just here for one thing. I don't care about anything else. It was crazy. Like the amount of education, the chiropractic school in general, but Logan, like you don't, people need to understand it's year round. Mm -hmm. You don't, like if you, if you learn what the human body's supposed to do, and then you learn maybe how to prescribe something for this, that changes, but not that much. When you learn how to, the same exact thing, but you learn how to treat through the moving of tissue and the detection of movement pattern changes and alignment stuff and fixations with the touch of your fingers, you can't take the summer off or you forget that. So once you start, you are locked in until you either explode or you graduate. 
And so it is an incre- it's an absolute gauntlet. And then by the time you're done, you're just we, what we get like two week, two week three, break, maybe yeah. three, and sometimes. And even then, you can tell the, the difference. So yeah. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and one of the things that we used to do, you one of the cool things for chiropractic practice, you would you would take a piece of string, and then you'd uh, put it in a phone book. If you guys remember what phone books are. And you would see how many pages you could have between your finger and the string and still feel it as a way of learning that kind of touch. You know, I, well, all the time, my, my patients or friends who are medical doctors, where they're like, you could feel that? I'm like, yeah, we, we can feel that. It's pretty cool. I'm confused. She's stuck on the phone book part. <laughs> You've seen a phone book before, yeah. Kim. They're thick. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's gnarly. It's a ton of physics. It, it's a ton of learning. And over a short amount of time, it's very intense. And then um, you have to also learn the art of it. So it's like learning how to do tattoo while you're learning and be good at it. You know what I mean? Like if you can diagnose, but you're not a good adjuster, then you're useless. And if you can, if you're terrible at diagnosing, but you're good at adjusting, you're useless. You got to be good at both. Package. Implied. You have to be. You have to be. Okay, cool. So you graduated when? Uh, 2003. 03. 03, uh, December. And then I... Opened up a practice in Winghaven. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Practice down for the street. About five years, and then um, decided that that really wasn't for me. Practicing by myself, I, we decided to close it, and then I took up a position as a. We begged wanderlust. him. We were getting crushed. I was a wanderlust here. chiropractor. Yeah, this is a good story too. I remember this. He's story. like, I'll come there and adjust, but I'm not. I'm not signing up for anything. Yeah, you know? so I, I basically hung out in the back whenever whenever patients would come in. It was at their old office. It was old rehab room. It was, it was Dr. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, that's right. Dr. You and Brad. Dr. Dude. Josh and Dr. Brad were running the show, and I was just kind of hang out and listen and, you know, kind of pick up on how they were approaching patients and how they were talking to them so I could emulate them because you want to be able to talk to patients. Um, so, Kim, the, are you talking about the story where, okay, Side note, Dr. Josh decided he wanted a break, and this was before Dr. Oh, yeah. Before Dr. Brad was hired. I did want a break. I was tired. And uh, it, that was, was, it was maybe early summer, and I had, I had my um, license for like four months. Yeah, maybe. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, at that time, my office was still being built, so I had, I had nothing to do. And um, Dr. Josh is like, hey, you know, if you're not doing anything, why don't you come in and, and just all these patients. See my patients. While I'm going out So I can go fishing. And where was I? Wisconsin. With who? My mother. Judy Rose. Everybody else backed out. I'm like, Mom, I'm supposed to go on this fishing trip. No one's going. And then she's like, I'll go fishing with you. So I drove my mother <laughs> and threw her in the car, and we drove to Wisconsin, and we fished for like five days straight. It was awesome. So being invited to adjust Dr. Brock, Dr. Josh's uh, patients wasn't a big deal. I'm like, hey, this is not a big deal. So uh, I get in, and I see, <laughs> I see the patient list. And it's three pages long, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a hundred pa- it's a hundred patients, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. So this, so yeah, right. so, he, so he got me. So Dr. Josh got me. Oh, uh, I forgot the to sounds, mention that. This sounds very familiar because yeah. I had been working at the office about a month, <laughs> and he needed a vacation to the Bahamas. I did, yeah, on the Bahamas <laughs> trip. I got hammered. Yeah, you did. You guys uh, both got wrecked. I'm really sorry. So, patients like, I don't think Dr. Josh even told them that I was going to be adjusting them. Because I might I, have mentioned it. I don't because every time, every patient looked up, was like, oh, 
You're not Dr. Johnson. Because <laughs> our voices and our and our similar, cadence yeah. and how we talk is so yeah. similar. Right. And, um, right. They just don't. But yeah, once they saw me, yeah. like, how old are you? <laughs> I know. It was before he because it was before he grew his beard. They were like, okay, wasn't your little a, brother's here. Like, wasn't there a younger patient who kind of freaked out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. like you see, you see him, you see how young it is. And this would have been back then. Yeah. You know, I already look like, and then, and then like. Who has a younger brother that's also a doctor? That doesn't make sense. So these people were like, oh, I'm Dr. Jess's younger brother. Like, well, there's no way you're also a doctor. <laughs> he looked like he was 15 years old. He called. He was so mad. He called. He's like, don't you care about the... I go, oh, yeah, I care. I'm, I knew you'd do a good job. And then I'm like, all right, I'll talk to you later. And I hang out. Mom's, like, Mom's like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, I'm not sure, Mom. And then we just kept, okay. we kept fishing. <laughs> and how then, many, uh, uh, how big walleye did you catch? We caught zero, Mauer, and we still caught none. But if it makes you feel like my mother, who can just outfish anybody on earth, she caught a perch. Like, she caught, my mom catches bait fish. That's a world record. She got like a 13 inch long perch. I'm like, mom, that's a bait fish. She's <laughs> like, I caught these this morning. I'm like, what the heck is going on? She was catching these bluegill. It was, anyway, we cooked them and cleaned them. Had a, had a good fish fry that week. Nice. So that was my first adjusting. Did you? Get oh, any man, fish? he was hot. No, I did not. And we didn't save any. We just ate all the fish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so that, that was my first introduction to an adjustment. Now, now an adjustment he's the sequence. he's the Rolls Royce of the Cottonville practice. He does he does everything. This place is built around Dr. Matt. He's still going. He's still going. I mean, but that's the thing. Like when you you know we get a lot of acute cases here. We get a lot of a lot of people that really need some help. But we also have just hundreds of patients that we've had since 03, 04, 05. That's what the yeah. best. It's one of the best parts about this job. Is, helping people stay healthy as they get older like it's that's where it's at you know staying healthy so anyway all right kim is that it yeah i think that's it today guys for the people okay yep kim did you want to talk about yourself kim how did you get involved in the office oh you know oh you don't want to answer we answered kim (laughs) maybe a different podcast yeah maybe yeah you gotta think about it you just got a job here and now is that that's that simple i came in okay because my sister-in-law was working here okay Yeah, cool. that's yeah. cute. I came in, um, I met you guys, and uh-huh. then how was that? What were your What were your impressions? So um, somebody ended up quitting, I believe. I came in kind of for an interview, but I literally just talked to you mm. for a few minutes, and yeah, you're like, "Yeah, you're, you're hired." Yeah. And I was like, "All Wonderful. right." <laughs> Wonderful. And I've been here ever since. Had to be that. And then when, when did you meet like Doctor Matt and Doctor Brad? Like, did you would you remember meeting them? Like, did you think, God, these guys are awesome? You don't remember anything, do you? No. Kim, you're like 18 years old, so this no, has I'm to be not. one of the like, no, important points in your life. No. I remember meeting you because I was like, this dude's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. It's better than when Peggy met me. Did Peggy ever tell you when she met me? She's like, yeah, you came out and you were like, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> you still say that. <laughs> She's like, he's going to kill me. <laughs> she still thinks that, too. <laughs> So I keep her safe and protected. I, yeah. uh, I know. Yeah. She's in the oasis of calm. All right. Very good. All right. I hope the people enjoyed it. I felt like there are better podcast topics out there, but Kimberly. People want to know about this. All right. I'll, I'll take your word. If we get four listens, then I'll know that you were just tricking us. Well, what are you going to do? I guess nothing at that point. All right. Uh, Dr. Br- Brad, do you have anything for the people? No, I think we're good. Dr. Matt? Nothing. All right. Kimberly? No. All right, so for the team, I am Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Thank you. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound 
for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.